The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Hello, okay. hello. Yes. Is it working? It is okay. working. We're gonna we're gonna just start with that. Uh, it's another episode of Hang Time. I'm Will Posnan, and I'm here with Kia Stokes. Hey. From uh, the New York Liberty, and also uh, you're back on uh, Fenerbahce, right? Yep. Okay, and you are. Uh, you just came off of how many hours of straight basketball? A lot. A lot well, of technically, only basketball was two and a half, but if you want to add the lift and then the film before, it's been like four and a half hours. So, yeah, that's I mean, two and a half hours of basketball is that's a lot of basketball. That's that's a lot. Um, and uh, and you're feeling good. That's great. Yeah. And, a little uh, tired today, but you know. I'll take it. You guys won by 45 points a few nights ago. That's pretty good. Yeah, that they weren't they weren't very good. <laughs> yeah, uh were, was it like the thing where you're just kind of it's like you're a year older than them. It's like for rec league or whatever and you're just getting rebounds over them. Like they all look smaller than all of you guys and they're all slower than all of you guys or uh no, they were, they're not a bad team. We're just – our defense was really good. So if some of their um, players aren't good under pressure, so we had, like, almost 40 points off their turnovers, like just easy transition layups. Like, that was – and, like, they had – I mean, our defense is good. So we would score a lot on, like, fast breaks, and then and if they tried to run their half-court sets, they just couldn't really score on us. So it was, you know. Yeah. No, I, but, I've seen. I mean, they're all. They have like so. They have a couple Americans. Um, although one didn't play that much, I'm not sure why. Um, but yeah, like. Well, who knows they, with that stuff? That's the one thing that I've kind of learned is it's so murky who plays and who doesn't with international basketball, right? Yeah. Um, no, I've definitely seen that play out before, where you have the one team that's like. Oh, we've never played against a defense that is at this level, and they can't even – they just don't look like they've played basketball before because the other team's playing defense so effectively. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, speaking of of high-quality basketball, uh, the WNBA season just ended. We have a, a new champion, the Washington <laughs> Mystics, which is uh, as my hometown team. Um what do you so think? you're pretty happy about that, huh? I was, but it was such a weird finals. Like it's, I don't know, it's just weird. Like there was the, there was like a day where it looked like Deladon wasn't gonna play the rest of the finals, and then she did, mm-hmm. and then she wasn't the finals MVP, and I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about that? What do you think about her not being the finals MVP and uh, it being Miesman? Um, I mean, I think it was well deserved for Miesman. Um, 
I mean, you, obviously, Deladon's like gonna be the focus on the Mystics. Like, well, whoever plays them, she's gonna be the main focus. But she does such a good job of getting everyone else involved, and she's not a selfish player. So, if she only takes, you know, eight shots, but someone else is killing, like she doesn't care. So I think that just happened to be because the focus is really gonna be on her. I'm gonna really allow everyone on the team, everyone else on their team, to kind of step up, and it showed like Misamin was on fire the whole series. So I mean, you can't. Like, it's just tough. Like, if you're going to be the star player, you know, you're going to have series and games where you're not going to get ex- everything you want because everyone is worried about you. But they do a great job, and their coach is really, really good at, like, letting them know, like, you might not get your numbers today, but you can get everyone else involved, and you can still be a main part of the team. But, I mean, I don't really think she cares about not winning finals MVP because they won a championship. So Probably not. She probably yeah. doesn't care. But I also, <laughs> that's true. Why am I caring on her behalf? But it's also a little weird to me because she got injured in the middle of the series. And then to me, if you're, you know, it's like if LeBron got injured in game five of a series and then they give the MVP to Kyrie or something, but it's like understood that LeBron's the focal point of the team. That's a little weird. But the bigger thing for me was that each team, each game had a different best player where yeah. that was strange. I mean, that's just how they play, though. Like, game one, it was... Uh, well, both active. teams, too, though. Huh? The Sun, the sun too. Every game, okay. it was like somebody different was the best player on the court. I mean, that's why both of those teams are in the championship, because they have so many different options. And, of course, DC had the MVP on their team, but they're not, like... The rest of the players aren't role players. Same thing with Connecticut. Whoever said that they were a team full of role players is full of shit. Yeah. Because they're full of, like, really good players. They might not have, like, the the face, you know, like the Deladon, but they're not role players. Like, they're all good at what they do, and they all can step up and, I don't know. Yeah. They just, they're good. I think next year they're going to be right back um, in the same spot. Like, they're going to be really tough to beat. Unless, like, assuming they don't make uh, any major changes uh, to the roster, but I don't really know who's a free agent and who's not. I don't think anyone really wants to leave with the season they had, but yeah. yeah. Well, it feels like there's a lot of teams that are going to be even better next year. Um, you just talk about people come, coming back from injuries and teams like the Aces and the Sparks gelling and, you know, you guys are a really young team and you guys will definitely be better next year and there'll be some, they'll, it's going to be really competitive next year. It's just weird when, because uh, the injury also kind of derailed the middle of the series where you're like, okay, the Mystics are, I think they're a little better than the Sun, and then she got injured, and then they were still fine. It was a, it was just, and it came off of a weird NBA season too, and that shouldn't matter, but it's just been a lot of weird <laughs> basketball stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, well, the season in general for the WNBA was weird because so many players weren't playing. Like, mm-hmm. Stewie was out, Sue was out, DT was out for a majority of the time, like, it was a lot. Uh, Maya wasn't there. Like, those are really big-name players that kind of weren't in the league. So once all those players are back, I mean, I don't know if Maya's going to come back next season or not, but it's going to be a whole new, like, like a whole new league, I guess, because those players are going to be back. Seattle's going to be right back on top with Stewie and Sue healthy. Um, Vegas is still going to be good. Like, D.C. and Connecticut are really going to be up there. Like, L.A. even. Like, all these teams that are at the top, are still going to be at the top, and then it's kind of like, up, I don't want to say up to the rest of us, but like the players, the teams that didn't have good seasons last year, like 
it's not going to be easy. Like we have to step up and kind of, you know, make ourselves known, like make a statement because otherwise, you know, those top teams kind of get in their head, like we're the top. And then once you have the confidence, you're going to play like it. So, you know, if you're one of those teams that had a terrible season, like we did, you know, you really got to like go out from the jump and like make yourself known. Do you have to say we, when you were out with the injury for the whole season, like that's not on you, you know? I mean, it is on me, but I mean, I still say we. I'm still, I was still under contract yeah. when I played it. That's true. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a weird season. I mean, even with the, the out of basketball stuff, like the fight, and then Shanae has a stalker now. I guess did you, you saw that one, right? Did we talk about that on here? Well, when she, the guy ran on the court. Yeah, to like, I guess he was planning to try to give her his number or something that was the story that came out um yeah, yeah. i don't know if we talked about it but i saw that it was just it's just weird. weird yeah it's just weird <laughs> it was a weird season uh so who do you think are are the favorites for next year mm, <laughs> i mean i'm biased i want to say us yeah i mean i guarantee you there's probably like only 12 other people who think the same way about that yeah, um, but besides, and it's the 12 people say, on the team and significant right. others. And, yeah. <laughs> but if I can't say us, then, like, obviously D.C., they just won. I think Seattle's going to be good. Vegas is going to be really good. Connecticut is also going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, right now, if, like, I had to pick, I would say, those top four. Uh, but there's always going to be some people that or like, some teams that are going to click at the right time or they're going to be way better than you thought or maybe – Seattle won't be as good as they were. I mean, I really can't see that happening, but, you know, you never yeah. know. Yeah, no, uh, I think they'll be good, too, but, yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah, like, preseason-wise, I would probably say those four, plus New York, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that what's one interesting omission is you didn't say the Aces, and I feel like that no, was... No, I did say Vegas. I said oh, Vegas. You oh, you said yeah. Vegas? Okay. Yeah. Because that was, I guess, another, that was another surprising thing for me, is I thought that the Aces... I don't know. I just thought that they were going to they were going to be a little better. I thought that they would overwhelm teams more, and they were really good, but they didn't do that of just having. I mean, they had so much talent on the court at one, like their starting five is just so good that. Yeah, that I mean, I knew they were going to be good, but I also did think it was going to take them, you know, two or three years to be that dominant team. Like they were winning games, but they weren't winning games. By yeah. the margin that people thought, if that makes sense. No, and then, for sure. I uh, thought once, they would roll over some teams. Playoff, yeah, then once playoffs started, you kind of, like, saw their weaknesses and, you know, that kind of thing. But, I mean, next year and the year after and however long they keep that core group, like, they're going to be really tough to beat. Now that they have a season together, like, they're going to be – they'll be a team that you – it's going to be tough to beat. Okay. Okay. I – yeah, that'll be that'll be good. If I think they will, too. I think that they'll gel over – the off season a little bit and I'll uh I yeah. think they'll be a good team next year. Um so the NBA preseason has started and uh it feels like like in New York it feels like the only thing people want to talk about is Zion and I think part of that is cuz the Knicks just look like a brutal hellscape <laughs> and uh yeah. and the Nets are fun but they're a year away from really mattering and uh yeah people people are really talking about Zion. So here's my question for you. Is Zion is Zion the biggest star going into this season? Um I mean you no. wanna go it's LeBron of course, but I mean 
LeBron. Yeah, it's still LeBron. I mean, Steph Curry didn't disappear as much as I'm not his biggest fan. Like, he's still a good player. <laughs> um, but I think as far as having the most um, like expectations, I think he has, like, the most, if not the most. Like, you have this big name come from college, and everyone's, you know, talking shit like he's going to be a buzz because they thought he gained weight during <laughs> Summer league Which and now the he dumbest had, thing ever. That was the dumbest good, Yeah. Then he had a couple good games in the preseason, so now it's like, oh shit, like maybe he's back. Like now we, we expect him to be like the next LeBron or the next athlete to come in and just like make a name for himself right away. So I think when it comes to that, he has like the most from the league because I don't really hear about anything else from the other rookies. Yeah. I don't really hear anything else from the other stars, LeBron. I mean, I do be seeing LeBron highlights when I scroll Instagram, but like. I saw, I did see Steph airball his three, too. <laughs> but um, I just mean, like, in terms of that kind of thing, I think Zion definitely has the most, like, I don't know if it's pressure, but, like, expectations. I think he has a really high amount. I think he's become the new guy that sports media likes to overreact one way or the other to. Like, when he gained five pounds, they were like, yeah. it's big. that was the dumbest story ever. And now he's dominating preseason, and it's like... Yeah, this is also not worth getting blowing out of proportion. Like, it's preseason, and he's dunking on a lot of guys who they're, you know, either it's not the season and they're not going full speed or they're not going to be the starters when he's not going to be playing big minutes against these guys. Right. It's real NBA games. So he's like the new guy. Like it for, And I'm glad because for a while it was Lonzo where every time Lonzo did something – it was just way covered way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Lonzo goes seven for nine against the Suns. Is he going to be the best point guard of all time? No, I don't right. think so. He, he had a good game. Um, so Zion is the new guy for that. But I think there's some other rookies who are going to have really great rookie years. To me, one is Darius Garland in Cleveland. I think he's going to light it up. Yeah, I mean, he has opportunity because I saw a score of Cleveland's preseason game, and they were losing by like 40 or 30. So yeah. He got the opportunity. Hopefully, he takes advantage. But I also feel like because it's Cleveland and they're not, they don't have the best roster right now. He might not get the recognition that he deserves, unless he can make that team start winning some games. But I don't know if that's gonna. I don't think they're gonna win games. But I do think that their young core of him, Sexton, and Larry Nance Jr. If they have that and they lose a lot of games, and then they put like a star small forward type and in the draft with that i think that's a good young core you know so they have to do a lot basically is what you're saying <laughs> they have to have a rough year which which you know sometimes a team just has to have a rough year that's just what it is but uh i think that he's i think that he's good i don't think they'll win games i think that Rui hachimura is gonna have a lot better year than people think um and I also think that there's some parallels between Darius Garland and Zion and Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard, where uh, Anthony Davis was the big rookie coming out that year, but Damian Lillard just put up so many points that they gave him rookie of the year. I mean, he earned it. He had a great rookie year, but most people forget that Anthony Davis was never rookie of the year, and I think there's potential for a similar thing here. Yeah, I think so, too. So I think he's good. And then I think I think John Morant's really good. I think that team is going to play a lot more competitively than... Like, I think that team will lose close a lot in Memphis because I think Jaron Jackson Jr. plays incredibly hard and is really, really good. And then I think John Morant's really good. 
and uh, they'll there's there's no team in the NBA without hope besides the Knicks. Every other team has something. Yeah, and the Knicks is like you have no hope for them, like ever or I don't like think, this I, year or. I mean, I can say just this year, but what's gonna change? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I mean. They're they're not built for it's not like they're moving in the right direction where you go, Well, you know, they're building around I mean, I like Mitchell Robinson, I like Kevin Knox, but I don't even trust their player development stuff where you go, When was the last time a player played for the Knicks and you went, Oh, they filled out their potential? Like you look across town at the Nets, like Joe Harris is filling his potential, as is Spencer Dimwitty. And Karis LeVert, like these guys are maximizing their potential. Jared Allen is playing. I don't go. I don't think that there's like a level Jared Allen isn't reaching. But on the Knicks, like I watched the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson jumps above everybody. Like he jumps above Jared Allen, and then on the next three plays, he's in the wrong place. And you go, well, <laughs> the Knicks aren't are maximizing this. Yeah. Um. I mean, I agree. I just think the Knicks. Nobody, I mean, you saw the, I don't know if it was an arc or a quote where KD was like, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. Like, it's not cool to go there no more. Yep. And I think he, I mean, he's not wrong. It sounds so, like, high school-ish, but, like, he's not wrong. Like, nobody wants to go to the Knicks. Like, there's been so many, I don't want to say, like, issues, but they've, you know, had problems with the coaching and the management and just the, now this, the, like, stigma of, like, playing it for the Knicks is just, like, not appealing. Like, when I don't I w- think really wants to go there when i was a kid the knicks were the second coolest team in the nba the bulls were the coolest then the knicks and then like the lakers and sonics and some other and the heat you know like the knicks were really cool and now they might be the least cool team in the nba but when i was a kid the least cool team in the nba was the Cavs, and then they were really cool for a while and now they're back to like second or third least cool and you know who knows what happened there Yeah, I don't know. The Knicks, they're they're really not cool, and it just sucks because they have, like, the best market. Like, you're literally at right in Manhattan, MSG, like, New York City. You should be – it should be so easy, but it's not, and that's unfortunate. Because then there seems like nothing against Memphis, but Memphis market versus New York City's market, like, you can't even compare the two. Like, it's crazy. No, no, for sure. It's a giant difference. And if Memphis, if that Memphis team was the Knicks team, people would already be saying, like, Jaron Jackson Jr. might be the next Patrick Ewing. But nobody <laughs> right. cares about him because he's on Memphis, even though he's really good. The other thing I will say about attendance, uh, like team fan bases and stuff, is watching the Zion highlights, that New Orleans – and I lived in New Orleans for six years. It's my favorite city I've ever lived. Uh, that New Orleans stadium is so empty – and if they can't sell tickets with Zion, then they just shouldn't have a team. Like, yeah. or what? Who are you going to get that's more – are you going to get Michael Jordan and LeBron playing on the same team? Like, who's going to sell more tickets than Zion? So they need to do better. They really need to do better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, also speaking of New Orleans, shout out to Teaspoon. Getting <laughs> the coach. She deserved that shit, man. I mean, I am a little sad that she's not coming back to New York. But, I mean, I can't be mad too long because that's dope. Like, yeah. No, that's awesome. He uh, deserves that shit. Like, I hope the players know what they're getting into because, one, she's crazy, and I mean that in the best possible way. Like, 
if you're having a bad day, she will like get in your face and she will hype you up to think you can run into a brick wall and survive that shit. Like she will hype you up like no other. Um, and like she's obviously done her time. She's a Hall of Famer. Like so, hopefully they understand what she get into. They also need to understand that she expects you to work your ass off, and if you don't, you gonna hear about it. So. Good luck to all them. <laughs> no, all I'm, I'm really excited about that because they have so many young guys who have just never been in the ideal environment. And honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that Lonzo hasn't done everything to put himself in a situation to succeed. I thought he's tried really hard to succeed. I feel like Brandon Ingram has coasted through his first few years in the NBA, and uh-huh. just watching preseason, it looks like Brandon Ingram is ready to. Stay be a little more dialed in like he just doesn't he never seemed fully focused to me like right he's like one of those kids that grew up watching t-mac and some of the people that of that generation like t-mac was so smooth and he looked like he cared so little and some yeah. of them carry that disposition like durant does it too but durant dials in the way t-mac was dialed and he just it's like deceptively seeming like you don't care but ingram it was like hey man uh I don't know. You look like you smoked something on the bench and then just kind of tried to enjoy yourself for the entire third quarter. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm optimistic about Ingram for this next year and Lonzo and all of them. I think that they're gonna play real like they're gonna get a lot better over the course of this year. I don't think the Pelicans will be a playoff team like some people do, but I think they're gonna be a lot better in. March and April than they are in uh, in November. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, there's, so, there's already so many like established teams. Even though a lot of uh, teams have you know new players and there's all these pay- or teams that are kind of broken up. But I mean they have established players in the league already, so you know they're still going to be pretty good. I think it'll be hard for the Pelicans to try to like force their way into the top eight in the West. I the West is crazy. Good. The West yeah. is so crazy. That like everybody talks about Bradley Beal demanding a trade. I don't see how Carl Anthony Towns doesn't demand a trade by the end of the season. Like, what is for him on Minnesota? Why would he? I mean, it's just why would he want to be there? And the like, the they might be bottom three in the West. You think they'd be that bad? I mean, the West is just so good. It's not even like they're going to be that bad, but they're not going to be as good as Utah. They're not going to be as good as Portland. They're not going to be as good as Denver. They might not be as good as the Pelicans or Mavs, and if they are below the Pelicans and Mavs, and what if they were below the Suns? Who knows? Maybe this is the year the Suns get decent. Okay, they'll probably be better than the Thunder. They'll they'll probably be better than the Suns, and they'll definitely be better than the Grizzlies, but like, what does Carl Anthony Towns want out of his NBA experience? Does he want Maybe he just wants a paycheck. Yeah, well, if that's the case, he is going to love what Minnesota has planned for him. <laughs> I don't know, it is tough, but maybe he, like, really – um, you know how there's all that talk, like, you know, players aren't loyal anymore and they yeah. just want to hop around to a championship team? Like, maybe he just wants to stick it out and try to help build the program. Yeah. Like, be it, too. It just might have to suck losing for a few years before that will happen, but – I don't know. I'm not him. I don't know what he thinks. <laughs> that, well, that's another team that it's really like if they if they lose a lot of games and draft somebody who's, you know, another star, okay, that's at least a plan moving forward. But with Carl Anthony Towns on the team, I don't think that they can be 
that far below 500. And if you're in the West and you're like five games under 500, that's just that's setting you up to be in that same exact spot next year and the year after and the year after. And that's what I think he should be worried about. Well, maybe they'll make some trades. I don't know. I also, I love the idea of Carl Anthony Towns on the Rockets. I just think that he would fix what is going to inevitably be wrong with that team. Which is like Harden and Westbrook are going to slash. And then when Westbrook slashes, maybe Harden will be open. And when Harden, like, drives, I don't think anyone will be open. Like, who's going to be open when Harden drives? Like, it's just the exact same offense, except now you have Westbrook standing there instead of whoever. So, I don't know. I, I think that they need somebody. I think they need him specifically. Like, there's five guys who you could put in that center position and make them better, and he's at the top of that list. Okay, well, you call up the GM and uh, make it happen. Let him know. <laughs> well, if I call up the GM right now, he'll still probably be on the phone with NBA HR because I think that China thing almost derailed the entire NBA. Yeah, I think so. So what? we might be uh, on a waiting list. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I'll get like the hold music for just yeah. weeks. Um, what what was what are what are like in your circles, what are they saying about the the China thing? Um, the well, I only talked to two people out here about it because I was really confused on what even happened in the first place. Uh, but basically, my teammate was like, well, "I don't even know how China saw that because they got Twitter blocked." <laughs> That's literally all she said. <laughs> That's um, but yeah, I mean, she was just like, it kind of just shows that the NBA is like, this is not my words, just so, like kind of a sellout because as soon as they got risk of losing money and sponsorships in China, they wanted to switch up everything and apologize and yeah. blah, blah, blah. These are but, not your words, by the way. These are the words of somebody who uh, somebody else, is ready yes. to die on this hill. I mean, I yeah. think that it's tricky because uh, why I don't understand the expectation that the NBA – would fall on their sword in a way that no business ever has in regards yeah. to selling to like I've never heard of a business being criticized for sell I mean it's not like it's not like they're selling their product to a war zone they're selling their product to a, a country that has less freedoms than America but also there's always like a sliding scale for freedoms like Right now, I feel like Canada is a more free place than America. Should Canadian companies not be able to sell their products to Americans? Because, yeah. I mean, at least in Canada, the uh, the president isn't trying to have people fired for investigating him. You know, it's a more free place than right. here right now. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess no more maple syrup for us because <laughs> – or no I more mean, drink. I I think the biggest thing is that, like, because it's like Hong Kong wants to be its own, like, mm-hmm. country, right? Like, they own their own democracy? Yes. Something like that? Yeah, so I well, think... Well, they are... It's... No, Hong Kong is a democracy, and uh, China... Basically, Hong Kong seceded from China so that they could be a uh-huh. democracy. Right. And uh, in China, it's viewed as, like, an anti-patriotic act because it's like... Right. Well, why, why would you... Like, yeah, like, why? What's wrong with us? Well, you got to be different, right? Like, And Hong Kong's like, oh, you guys just don't have personal freedoms, and you block one-third of the internet, and yeah. we want freedom. So I think that the Western world views 
it, I would say correctly as Hong Kong created their own uh, their own autonomy so that they could be a free place. And certain countries like China and countries that are more geared towards, I would say, blind patriotism, view uh, what Hong Kong did as uh, what's the word like traitorous. Yeah, I mean honestly, I saw the tweet. It was just a picture with a quote on it, right? Yeah, it was like, just like we support Hong Kong. But he knew what he was doing. There is like a whole thing. There's a whole theory that he did it by accident. He didn't do it by accident. He's a very smart guy. Any, I mean, anybody that knows about the Hong Kong China dynamic and knows about how rabid fandom for the NBA is in China. I read somewhere like five years ago that Kobe was the most famous celebrity in China of anybody, more famous than any Chinese person. It was like Kobe was one, Yao Ming was two. Like that's how famous. What? I said that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how that's how much they love basketball. Is that Kobe? It was like Kobe, Yao Ming, and LeBron, and then Chinese pop stars. So they love basketball. The NBA knows it. The players know it because they know. The players have been told why they get paid as much as they do. And also, I bet you a lot of these players do commercials in China. And mm-hmm. go wait. You're gonna pay me that much for th- you know for a day's work. So they all the players know that they're beloved in China. I mean, Clay is signed by a Chinese shoe company. Like yeah, D Wade was too, right? Yeah, 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 they know. They know. So Daryl Morey knows also. Um, but I I thought what he did was brave. I thought it was brave to throw a wrench in everything. I thought he very well could have been fired for what he did because. I don't know yeah. much about business, but when you work at a job and you cost your company potentially $3 billion worth of revenue over 10 years, that that seems fireable. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I just feel like there's a time and place for everything. I mean, maybe he felt like it was right. I don't know. I don't really – I don't know. It's, I don't know. It sounds bad, but, like, it's not really important to me. That sounds yeah. so bad, but – No, no, that's a very fair – point of view why that is another thing of why should the nba care about fixing every single issue that they encounter social issue and a lot of people go oh well they care about things like police brutality and equality in america and you go yeah that makes sense 96 percent of their players had to experience those things growing up and it's like look Probably the greatest person America ever produced was Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King only focused on, like, four or five issues during his life. Like, there's this yeah. new idea where everybody has to fix every problem, and most people are just tweeting the same, you know, like, platitudes. Yeah. It's okay for the NBA. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. I mean, they got to figure it out now, right? Like, everything is okay, or... Uh, well, I guess they're everybody's just gonna sit on their hands and hope that, uh, hope that the Chinese people don't like just let this go. Really, the only outcome that I guess China is worried about is Chinese people going. Wait a second, NBA people are allowed to just give their opinions, even if because the, the whole thing is you're not allowed to give your opinion if it's against the interests of the Chinese state. And the NBA did that, and now South Park's banned because South Park did that too. That's South Park did an episode about this that's really, really good. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, where they just kind of—I mean, the thing about China is they have 
almost 2 billion people. They have like 1.6 billion people. And uh, some of their people, like hundreds of thousands, I think, are in uh, like political prisoner camps. And a hundred, hundreds of thousands of people is a tiny percentage of the country. But it's still hundreds of thousands of people in political prisons. And it's, yeah. it's bad. Um, it's a bad look. But America also has a couple of political prisoners, and we don't talk about it ever. But we've we have a history of uh, cops planting drugs on people who have various ideologies, and we don't like to dig into it. But it's happening too here. Right. So. You know, we're uh, the NBA is not in charge of fixing everything that is wrong with society, but also. I understand the idea that, oh, the NBA took these woke platforms in previous instances, but they shouldn't be criticized for caring about issues, some issues and not others. You know, that's human nature. Yeah. That's how I feel. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, who do you think's the – so you said the Knicks aren't cool. Who do you think's the coolest team in the NBA? Because I have a – The Lakers? You think the Lakers? Okay. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, so. You're probably wrong, so go ahead. Who do you think? <laughs> I think it's the Sixers. I think the Sixers are the coolest team in the NBA right now. Uh-huh. Nah. Why the Lakers? Make the case for the Lakers. First of all, they're in L.A., which is already cool. Yeah. They got LeBron, so that's, like, number one. And they got AD. That's number two. And they got the other dude, Caruso. So he's on the like, <laughs> His factor kind of went up this summer. So, Caruso yeah. Is, and that's just, like, four there? reasons. And there's, like, a lot more, but... The Lakers is definitely the coolest. Okay. I would say... Joel just said he's not even going to talk shit anymore, and that was entertaining and funny, so he don't even do that, then they're definitely not even cool. Joel Embiid, to me, I don't know, like, whatever he does, I support, because he just follows his heart. Yeah, well, now he's not going to talk shit anymore, so... Okay, don't. It's going to be that cool. That's still cool. That's still cool. He outgrew shit-talking. It's like... Yeah, you're allowed to do that. That's not even Jay-Z cool. That's like, okay, he's more mature now. All right, that don't mean you're more cool. <laughs> okay, well, you can try <laughs> to pull Joel Embiid back into the deep end of, like, immature antics with you. Uh, I think he's. I think it's cool. I think if Ben Simmons is no longer scared to shoot, I think that's really cool. I think Al Horford is, like, the mentor figure on that team is really cool. I think Anthony Davis is so uncool. I think he's so good at basketball. I just think I've never seen a superstar who was this uncool. Okay, well, whatever. You like Jokic, too, so. I do like Jokic. But I just think it's so, like, he's on the cover of uh, of the new 2K, right? Oh, no, Dwayne Wade's on the cover. He was on the cover. So he was on the cover of last year's 2K, and then he didn't play for the whole year. That's, like, the most uncool. I mean, he played, but he didn't try. It was so uncool. And now it's, like, he's just looking to LeBron. He wants LeBron to cut his food up for him. Like, that's... I just, whoa, 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 whoa. That is they, not true. No, that is true. That is that's true. That's not if they, true. If they went out to a that's diner... Anthony Davis would pass his pancakes to LeBron and say, please cut these up for me. Oh, like, my gosh. You, now you're just hating now. That's just crazy. I kind of wow. do. I kind of don't like Anthony Davis. I don't yeah, know. I see that. <laughs> he's too good to be this comfortable. Not, he's not on the court in LeBron's shadow, but to be off the court, like, I'm going to be 
in LeBron's shadow off the court, I don't like it one bit. Why does that matter? What do you mean off the off the court? How is he in the shadow off the court? Because he's not doing all the social justice shit that LeBron's doing? Because I, I don't think nobody's right. doing that. Well, do some Kyrie shit. Say the world's flat. Do something, you know? <laughs> so, he so he can sound stupid? Like, no. He can know. just do his business and go to practice. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. He, he needs to take some cool So stance. because he's not, like, he's, like, normal. Like, he doesn't do anything crazy. He just mind his business. Like, that's uncool. At least Zion is, like, an anime fan or something. Like, have a hobby. What does Anthony Davis even do outside of basketball i feel like he just calls up lebron and rich paul and then the call oh my gosh he minds his business so he ain't gotta hear shit like this from people like you (laughs) wait so it's cool when he minds his business but not when Embiid does interesting yeah because Embiid was known to talk shit and to try to like cause a rise from someone what if draymond just said he's gonna stop kicking people and stop talking shit or what if lance said they're gonna stop talking shit that's not cool because that's what they do well lance lance is different because lance took it even further lance was like breathing air on people <laughs> yeah and that's funny i mean yeah no it's, it's funny that's true so but so anthony davis because he doesn't do that he doesn't have any antics he just that's not cool because he's never done it so now he can't do it i mean he wore like a that's all shirt for his last game that was so lame too that's all folks like the looney tunes one like every even when he tries to like Subtweet people. He does it too heavy-handed. He's just look. I think he's an amazing basketball player. I think it's you just insane. sound like you just got some problems with him. You just don't like him. You think he's not even good. Well, there's people on the internet who call him the greatest power forward of all time. Like Tim Duncan wasn't playing four years ago. Like that's another thing of anybody who thinks that. So you're him, mad that the fans think that he's a good player. And they just bypass Tim Duncan. That's what it is. Here's what is I don't understand. Is he calling understand. himself the best power forward of all time, or other people just calling him that? Other other dumb people, other also uncool people are calling him that. So yeah. you're gonna be mad at these other people. You're gonna take it out on Anthony Davis because other people are talking so highly of him. Here's how I feel. Every single basketball player that kids have thought was cool, like you look at who's popular with kids, I mostly get it. Like, kids really like Zion. I get it. Zion's Zion's awesome. Uh, Embiid's awesome. Ben Simmons, I was like, okay, Ben Simmons was awesome, and then he got kind of owned by Giannis. And now if he's going to come back from that and not be scared, that's awesome. The two that I don't get why kids think they're so cool are Devin Booker and Anthony Davis. And I see them in commercials for kids stuff, and I'm just like, why would you want to be – those two when you could be even like Kyrie like Kyrie is cool I get why kids think Kyrie is so cool why he has the second most selling shoe like Kyrie's very cool even if he does think the world is flat Anthony Davis is like that kid in fifth grade who's way bigger than all the other kids but he just defers to a way smaller best friend to make all his decisions for him that's what Anthony Davis is oh my gosh you just sound like you sound stupid I just Anthony wanted him to punch first somebody. Of all, I don't know. He has a unibrow and he's been had that, so that already makes him cool because he's being unique. Okay. So I thought that it. was cool initially when he had the unibrow initially. I was like, okay, that's really cool. And then when he came up with the nickname the brow for himself, I was like, look, when Kobe came up with a nickname for himself, I was quiet and I was wrong for that. But you should not be nicknaming yourself. Yes, you can. Say what you want to be called. Yeah. What what yep. would you like your nickname to be? Kia. 
Kia. That's, that's your name. That's not her nickname, and that's my nickname. Like, and that's what we gonna go with. Kia, you've managed to pick a worse nickname than Anthony Davis. Because <laughs> I don't have a nickname, and the nicknames I do have, I don't K tell nobody. Is that not? Is that not something? Huh? K Stokes. Is that not something? Yeah, that's my last name. Well, with the K in front of it. Oh, K Stokes. That's yeah. just my Instagram name. Okay. <laughs> no, no nicknames. You've never had a nickname. Yeah, I have plenty of nicknames, but I don't want people to know them. Okay, and that's cool. That's cool for nicknames to just be between you and a friend. But when you're, like, branding your nickname as, like, I am. Like, okay, it's one thing to be, like, here's how a cool person would talk about their unibrow. Yeah, have a unibrow, whatever. Here's how an uncool person would talk about their unibrow. I have a unibrow, and I am proud of it. Like, which one is Anthony Davis? I would say he's the second one. Neither. No, he's the second one. You no, know, he's definitely not, because his voice is not like that. You sound like... Uh, <laughs> I sound I like me doing an impression. I, I, I didn't want to say what I was thinking, but yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> you make it sound like it's so much worse. Like, he's making money off his unibrow. If you make money off your unibrow, you damn sure going to call yourself the brow. I know <laughs> that for How much has he made off of his unibrow, and how much has he made from being the most talented power forward never to be in the conference finals i have no idea but i know he's making some money okay <laughs> i mean when it's when it's march and zion is already better than, no i mean i don't think anybody's better at power forward than anthony davis i just think that he needs to i just don't think he steps on people's throats and i think like he doesn't assert himself off the court or on the court. I think he's so talented. I just think he starts need to play with like starts needing to play with a fuck you edge kind of. I mean, he might get that this year. Maybe he just didn't like his yeah. teammates before. Now he's with some people that he fucks with. Excuse my language. No, but... no fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that if the Lakers are good, I'm going to be disproportionately giving credit to Rondo in a way that. Uh, no one else is. Because I'll go, okay, Rondo fixed Anthony Davis. I'll give him the credit for, like, oh, now now Anthony Davis will shoot you in the head and walk away cold-blooded, you know? No, if Lakers start doing really well you're, and Anthony Davis averages double-double, you're going to be like, well, he just got all his assists because <laughs> points because LeBron had all the focus, so he had easy shots. And he all those shots because he did this and that they was just focused on LeBron. Like, you are never going to give this man his props no. because you still think Jokic is better than him, and I don't know why. I will never uh... – First of all, I am. I think Anthony Davis is very good on the court. My only problem with him on the court is he never dominates the other elite guys when he goes against them. Like he always just plays them kind of even. And I would like him to do the Shaq thing of going of just and Embiid does it too. And low key Jokic does it of I'm insulted that this guy across from me thinks he's as good as me. And uh, I mean, Deladon does it. Lots of all the great players do it. Even Westbrook. Do, Westbrook will do it against guys who are way better than him. Like Westbrook was a second-year player going against Chris Paul, being offended that Chris Paul thought he was as good as him. And it's like, yeah, Chris Paul's way better than you, Russell Westbrook, at that time. <laughs> but yeah, Anthony Davis never does it. He never embarrasses the other elite guys at those at the two positions he plays. And LeBron, it took LeBron a little bit to figure out how to do it, but then by LeBron's third year, he was doing it to everybody. And Anthony Davis is like, how long has he been in the NBA? Like six, seven years? Who is he embarrassed? 
He about to embarrass you talking yeah. all that shit. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> but the thing for me is I love good basketball. So if Anthony Davis put together, you know, an alpha MVP caliber season, I would love it. I would love to see Anthony Davis score 40 on Jokic and hold Jokic to 10 points and six rebounds. Like, I would love that, but it'll just never happen because Anthony, happen. Da- Anthony Davis doesn't believe in himself nearly as much as you do, and I wish he did. Well, we'll see. That's all I'm going to say. I'm giving Anthony Davis the tough love he needs, and you guys are coddling him and enabling him, so really, who's the real Anthony Davis fan? I think it's me. No, that's not <laughs> You're not giving my man his props for all that he's been. What all has he been. done? What is, have you seen his teammates? Yes. I remember yeah. KG playing in the conference finals against the – I think it was against the Spurs, and he would play the Lakers close every year when they had Shaq. And KG had no – he had Trell Brandon. That was the second best guy on that team. And KG would play those teams close. And Anthony Davis, when he beat the Blazers, I was like, that's great. But then, you know – I didn't even hold it against him when he rolled over against the Warriors, but this last year was brutal. KG never had a year like this last year. So if we're going to say Anthony Davis is better than KG and Carl Malone and Charles Barkley and is in the conversation for best power forward ever, and some people think he's the best, and it's crazy because what has he done? Well, he's also been injured too. Yeah. Like, when has he been fully healthy for a full season? Yeah, no, he is the first NBA big man to have to deal with injuries. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, they're all injured all the time. I mean, Embiid's been injured every moment of his career. Yeah, he has. I will give him that. I mean, Shaq never talked about his injuries, but do you ever just watch, like, old clips of Shaq and you just go, he is playing so hard with, like, a 300-something pound frame. Like, there's no way his knees didn't hurt at all. Like, Shaq probably put, like, the iceberg that sunk the Titanic on his knees after every game. All these guys are a little dinged up. And, I look, Anthony Davis has had some real injuries, but it's not like Boogie, where Boogie would have been a Hall of Famer, and I, I think that's so unfair. Like, I feel bad for Boogie every time I think about basketball, where it's just like he would have been – I think he would have been a top 50 player if he'd been healthy his whole career. Mm, eh, maybe. I mean, if he was healthy last year, like fully healthy, don't you feel like the Warriors? I feel like maybe they couldn't have beat the Raptors with him fully healthy. But I think this year, that Lakers team, if he was fully healthy, I would have them as the favorites. Really? I don't know. I feel like he's a good player, but I just feel like the chemistry is an issue with him. I just feel like he's an issue for the locker room. Yeah. That kind of thing. I mean, this is just what, like, from what I hear. But who was the best point guard he ever had? He had Rondo for half a year in New Orleans, and he was a great chemistry fit. And last year, he had Steph, and he was a great chemistry fit. Like, he's only had bad chemistry with non-team-oriented point guards. Not non-team-oriented. That's harsh. But, like, him and Isaiah Thomas did not fit together. Um, Yeah. I I think he was in bad situations, and he's the type of guy who needed to be in good situations, where some guys can thrive in Like, KD in Oklahoma City, that was kind of a bad situation. Like, they, was, they didn't know who the focal point of the team was, but everybody was so team-oriented that they transcended that bad situation. Yeah. Mm, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's I, I uh, am very pro-boogie. I wouldn't even say I'm anti-the-brow. Uh, Is that what we're calling him? 
It's like AD was the nickname we gave him, but no, we'll go with his nickname for himself. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah, the brow. I I have all of the hope in the world that the brow is gonna be amazing next year. Uh, but I, you know, I think that if he is, that'll mean that he has a different psychology than he did previous years. And I would give LeBron some credit for that too. If if Anthony Davis starts just dominating, I would love to see it. I would too. I really hope so. I mean, people said that uh, not to not to draw this parallel, but people said that before uh, Millsap started mentoring Jokic, Jokic was very deferential and played like played like he had low self esteem. Basically, like he would pass out of open situations and he wouldn't really try to like he would only do his crazy stuff like once a game and they'd be like you can do these crazy passes whenever like you don't have to only do it a few blah times. blah blah i don't want to hear about jokers okay <laughs> okay well let's say this nobody had to tell Embiid to dominate Embiid came into the league and once he was healthy he was ready to dude remember when we thought that hassan whiteside was going to be an all-star in the east for years and then uh then Embiid showed up and with a few dunks and a few tweets, Hassan Whiteside is the backup center on the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Who has Davis yeah. done that to? I don't know. I would love to see Anthony Davis just assassinate another big man in the West. Just end it for them. I would love to see it. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I'd love to see it. We gonna see this year. And you don't I'll put money to, on that. And you don't have to do it with tweets like tim duncan got in amari stoudemire's head just through being a cyborg like okay anthony davis there's multiple paths to the top of the mountain <laughs> <laughs> we don't see he gonna be good this year he about to shut you up yeah uh i would love that to be true uh if he does shut me up you know i'm gonna take a little bit of credit i'm gonna be like look uh no nope. probably he probably heard me giving him tough love and he nope. was like, I should turn it around. Will's making some great points. <laughs> yeah, nah. If he does what he's supposed to do, I'm not letting you take credit for that. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I don't think you're being a good teammate then, but that's <laughs> that's your prerogative. Uh, yeah. So how do you how do you feel about uh, what are the goals for your team this year? Is it uh, is it called the Turkish Cup or what's the? No, Turkish League. There's also a Turkish Cup. That's like a small tournament in uh, March. Uh, but yeah, our goals as a team is to win Turkish League, Turkish Cup. We just won President's Cup, which is just a stupid one game game from the top two teams from last season. Um, so we won that. We're supposed to win Turkish League, Turkish Cup, and then if we make it to the Euro League Final Four, that would be awesome. Um, it'll be really, really tough because we're a pretty young team compared to the other. Like the E-Cats, they got like Vandersloot, Caleb McBride, Brittany Griner. Like they yeah. got a squad. Curse got like Dewana Bonner, Epiphany Prince is on there. Um, some other people that you probably don't know. They're going to be good. Like the EuroLeague teams are they're pretty tough and we're kind of the youngest one, I think. There might be a few that are younger than us, but that's going to be really, really hard for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but... If we could make it to the Final Four, that would be dope. And if we could somehow win it, that would be, like, crazy. Because Fenerbahce has never won for women for a EuroLeague. Like, they've been to the championship a couple times, but they have never actually won. So 
That would be great. Okay, well, I'm rooting for you guys, and I'm I'm rooting for Anthony Davis, and I'm rooting for everybody. <laughs> I want to see everybody play great. Like, I would love uh, – I'm trying to think of somebody who I think had a – I mean, look, I would love to see uh, Blake Griffin get – like, be in a good situation where I thought his team – like, that's a – one of my – I guess my big uh, pipe dream for the uh, – for – like relocations last year i wanted to see i don't know i want to see a couple guys move teams and it didn't like i want to see mike Connolly off the grizzlies now he's off the grizzlies now i want to see blake griffin traded to the bucks that's my new pipe dream interesting because he can shoot threes now and i feel like he's the perfect guy to play with Giannis, and i feel like they need one more guy to compete with the 76ers. Look, they're never going to be as cool as the 76ers, but maybe they can beat them in a seven-game series. (laughs) But I would like to see Blake Griffin on the Bucks. I want to see everybody in a good situation for them, and I would love to see – I'd love to see the Lakers in the finals. I think right now they are the third most likely – maybe the second most likely team in the West to make the finals. Second or third. (laughs) I don't know. Um, we'll see. It'll be an interesting uh, season once it actually starts. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks that, um, like, the time difference. So it'll probably be like last year where I don't watch many of the games. But I'm, like, really looking forward to um, just, like, the season in general. I wish KD was healthy from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Watch, but, I mean, yeah. we'll no. see. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It is it is kind of weird that KD is hurt because really we should get a full season where KD and Kawhi just compete for who's the best player in the league before we get to introduce like Giannis to that conversation for real and some of these young guys that I mean Anthony Davis should have been in that conversation not to not to circle back to him but like there's some guys I mean Harden should have had a I don't. I guess Harden's out. Last year, it felt like Harden was trying to put himself in that conversation, and now it's just like, okay, well, if they're, let's wait to the playoffs on that team. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a really interesting season. Yeah, I'm excited. I just wish I wasn't over here for eight months, but let me not complain because this beats any other job that I could possibly have at 26. So. And you guys are, you know, you're feeling good, your team's good, and you guys have, uh, it's going to be, I mean, you guys are going to have a fun season, and uh, before you know it, you'll be back, it'll be it'll be summer, and you'll be back in New York, and, uh, and we'll be seeing if, uh, you know, if, like, who, who are going to be the next contenders for the WNBA Finals, like, it'll be... It, next season is going to be so different than this. That is the weird thing about this WNBA season is you go, next season is going to just look so different because so many people were out, out with injury and mm-hmm. so many teams were newly constructed. And yeah. next year, like, you know, congratulations to the Mystics. I'm really happy for them. But it's it's like when the Mavs won the finals where you go, yeah, but who knows who's going to win it next year? We have no idea. Like it's yeah. not, it's not gonna be dynasty. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna just be a battle. Yeah, like the past couple of years, it, it used to be just Minnesota or Minnesota, mm-hmm. Minnesota, yeah. or LA. Um, like that was for like five years in a row. It was one of those two, and now both of those teams. I don't say they Wasn't fell off. Wasn't Seattle but, in that conversation too, or no? 
No, I mean, Seattle won last year, but I'm talking about before that. Okay. Like, like the five years from, like, whenever Maya came to Minnesota. Like, yeah. it's been Minnesota and L.A., like, those two going back and forth for a few years in a row. And then last year, Seattle, I mean, we knew they were going to be good. Um, they just had to play a few years together. Uh, but, yeah, like like I said, next year is going to be a whole new, like, there's, like I said, there's going to be five, there's, like, five or six teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they won, like, because they have, you know, great players, great coaches, good chemistry, like, they've been good, so people come back from injury, like, it'll be, yeah, yeah. it'll be. It's it's going to be a great season. Well, uh, I think that's, uh, was there anything, any other NBA stuff or WNBA stuff or anything you want to, uh, you want to talk about real quick? Or? No, I think I'm good. I'm really just. Ready to go eat some dinner. <laughs> okay, yeah, you go eat some dinner um, because you have had the longest day on the least amount of – on, like, yeah, basically nothing. No, no I've worked, nothing. I was at work for, like, four hours, and that just seems like 12. I know that sounds so bad. But. No, but, it's, but your job is, is like, a, it's exerting, and it's physically exerting and mentally exerting. No, that's, that's very reasonable. Um, yeah, right now. Makes so, sound crazy. No, you sound very normal. Right now, uh, Anthony Davis is listening, going, "Wait, I have the same job, and you're giving me no empathy, Will." And you know what, Anthony Davis? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish him the best. Uh, you know, I wish you the best, and uh, I'll we'll we'll do this again next week. All right, sounds good. All right, talk to you later, Kia, and uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, you can follow Kia at kstokes41 on Instagram, me at Will Posnan, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Sounds good.